This is a review of the COMMIT trial, early intravenous and oral metoprolol in 45,000 patients with acute myocardial infarction. The trial manuscript was published in Lancet in 2005. Background. Beta blockers were routinely used for the early management of patients with acute myocardial infarction. However, their efficacy and safety remained uncertain in this clinical scenario. Recall that in the BHAT trial, propanolol reduced death two years following an AMI with an NNT of approximately 33, but the cohort was highly selected. The drug was started on average 14 days following admission, and those over the age of 70 were excluded. ISIS-1 trial found that a tenolol reduced death with an NNT of approximately 100 when started immediately in lower-risk AMI patients, but treatment effect heterogeneity was observed in patient subgroups with higher-risk features. The clopidogrel and metoprolol infarction trial, COMMIT trial, sought to test the hypothesis that early beta blockade with metoprolol would reduce cardiac events and death in a broad population of patients with AMI. Patients. Patients with suspected myocardial infarction who presented with ST elevation, left bundle branch block, or SD depression within 24 hours of symptoms onset were eligible. Patient eligibility was ultimately determined by the responsible physician, but protocol guidance suggested the following relative contraindications. Persistently low blood pressure, that is systolic blood pressure less than 100 millimeters of mercury, or low heart rate less than 50 beats per minute, heart block, or cardiogenic shock. Unlike previous trials, evidence of moderate heart failure, kill up two or three, was not an exclusion criteria in COMMIT. Baseline characteristics. The average age of participants was 61 years and the majority were male, 72%. The mean systolic blood pressure and heart rate at entry were 128 millimeters of mercury and 82 beats per minute respectively. Less than 10% of patients had had a previous MI. ST elevation was present in 87% of patients, ST depression in 7 and bundle branch block in 6. 30% of patients had heart rate greater than 90 beats per minute upon admission, and 7% of those had a heart rate greater than 110. 33% of patients had a systolic blood pressure less than 120 millimeters of mercury at study entry. And approximately 25% of patients were classified as KILIP2, 20% corresponding to the presence of RALS, crackles, and S3, elevated JVP or pulmonary venous congestion on chest x-ray, or KILIP3, which was 5%, corresponding to frank pulmonary edema. Trial procedures. COMMIT had a 2x2 two two factorial design, but we will focus only on the metoprolol comparison. Following randomization, patients were immediately given metoprolol or placebo via the following sequence of interventions. 1. An immediate intravenous injection of 5 mg of metoprolol or matching placebo given over 2-3 to three minutes. About two to three minutes later, if the heart rate remained greater than 50 and the systolic blood pressure greater than 90, another 5 milligrams of IV metoprolol or matching placebo was injected. About two or three minutes later after that, another 5 milligrams of metoprolol or matching placebo was injected if the heart rate and systolic blood pressure met the above parameters. 15 minutes after those injections, a dose of 50 milligrams of oral metoprolol or placebo tablet was to be given and repeated every six hours during days zero to one. And from day two onward, 200 milligrams of sustained release metoprolol or placebo 
was to be given for up to four weeks or until hospital discharge, whichever came first, unless some definite contraindication was thought to have arisen. At hospital discharge or at day 28, whichever came first, a single page follow-up form was to be completed. No further follow-up was sought. Post-discharge use of aspirin, beta blocker, and other established therapies were encouraged but not monitored. Endpoints. Commit had two pre-specified co-primary outcomes. One was a composite of death, reinfarction, or cardiac arrest, and the other was all-cause death during the scheduled treatment period until hospital discharge or day 28. The investigators estimated the event rate in the placebo group for the primary composite endpoint would be 14% before the start of the study. However, that estimate was reduced to 10% as the study proceeded. Thus, they estimated a sample size of 45,000 patients would be needed to detect a 10% reduction in the primary composite with 95% statistical power and a p-value of 0.05. Results. Slightly less than 46,000 participants were randomized from 1,250 hospitals. 90% of beta blocker allocated participants received all three doses of IV medicine and 86% of patients completed treatment with an oral medication. The average treatment duration was 15 days. There were 22,929 patients in the metoprolol group and 22,923 patients in the placebo group. Compared to placebo, metoprolol did not significantly reduce the primary composite endpoint. The odds ratio was 0.96, conference interval 0.90 to 1.01, p-value equals 0.10, and the absolute values were 9.4% versus 9.9%. All-cause death, the odds ratio, also no difference, 0.99. 7.7 versus 7.8%. Absolute values in the confidence intervals went from 0.92 to 1.05, and the p-value was 0.69. Metoprolol use reduced reinfarction, 2.0 versus 2.5%, and ventricular fibrillation, 2.5% versus 3.0%, but it increased cardiogenic shock, 5.0 versus 3.9%. Metoprolol use also increased heart failure without shock, 14.1 versus 12.7%. It increased persistent hypotension without shock, 6.0 versus 2.9%. And metoprolol increased bradycardia, 5.4% versus 2.2%. Treatment effect heterogeneity was evident based on explanatory subgroups. Patients whose MI were complicated by hemodynamic instability or heart failure and who were higher risk for experience adverse events did worse with metoprolol. For example, for patients with a systolic blood pressure less than 120 millimeters of mercury, death rates were 9.6% in the metoprolol group compared to 8.8% in the placebo group but were 6.8 versus 7.6% in those with a systolic blood pressure in ranges 120 to 139 millimeters of mercury. A similar but more striking trend was evident based on heart rate and kill-up class. For patients with a heart rate greater than 110, death rates were 20.3% in the metoprolol group and 18.3% in the placebo group, 
but were 6.0 versus 6.6 in those whose heart rate was between 70 and 89 beats per minute. For patients classified as KILIP class 3, death rates were 19.7% in the metoprolol group versus 16.5% in the placebo group, but were 5.8 and 6.1% in those classified as KILIP class 1. Conclusions. IV metoprolol followed by oral administration over approximately 15 days did not reduce cardiovascular events or death in patients with acute MI. Unlike the ISIS-1 trial, patients presenting with heart failure and hemodynamic instability were not excluded from COMMIT, and this explains the divergent results, and this fact is critically important for clinical translation. In the discussion section of the manuscript, the authors present data from a meta-analysis of effects of IV followed by oral beta-blocker therapy. That meta-analysis shows fairly consistent results across trials for death, reinfarction, and VF, when the low-risk patients from COMMIT are combined with prior studies, including ISIS-1 and many other smaller trials. The COMMIT trial is an important trial in the management of acute coronary syndrome as it addressed a critical gap in the evidence. In low-risk, hemodynamically stable AMI patients, beta-blocker use confers a clinically small but statistically significant reduction in death, reinfarction, and VF. However, in higher-risk, unstable patients with heart failure, Beta-blocker use increases death and cardiogenic shock and should be used with extreme caution or avoided altogether in those patients.